Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Hey, 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 it's May Day. Yep, it's the 1st of May. And welcome to Level 4 Lockdown in South Africa. I hope you guys are all um, going as crazy as I am at the moment. Uh, in this week's episode, I chatted to Kev Sanders. Uh, he has a creative business called Disruptive Intent. With uh, He's got a podcast with the same name. So as fellow podcasters, we decided to get together and do an episode, uh, chat about our podcast, chat about the guests that we've had, chat about the future of our podcast and the future of podcasting in South Africa. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And without wasting any more time, let's get to it. Right, so... First Great. of all, Kev, how's it going, man? What's 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 happening with the lockdown? How you how you handling the lockdown? No, so far so good. Like I said, actually, I'm still uh, fortunate enough to be able to do my well, to still have work to be to do do at um, that I can do from home, and then actually the lockdown has forced me to be a lot more creative. Um, with the, not even not just with the podcast side, but with videos and um, and 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 films that I that I make and, and photography side. Okay, I haven't touched that that much, but on the design side, it's just it's forced me to sit in front of my laptop instead of just watching Netflix to trying to be a bit more creative uh yeah exactly i know i know the feeling because mm. i suppose mm. like the first couple of days for me was like okay i've got a bit of more time on my hands because i mean Mm-mm. you know i've i've still got a day job as uh, yeah as i'm sure you have as well and yeah. um so like i was like for the first i don't know five days i was like yeah this is cool watch a bit of netflix and then after a while mm. i realized but hang on a second okay this is not exactly what you should be doing with your extra time you should be uh <laughs> doing some more creative stuff yeah Exactly. Well, like I said, it, um, now before we before we get started, um, for for the people on my side that don't know you and don't know who you are, can you give an elevator pitch on who is Andrew? I I I was afraid you were going to ask that eh? <laughs> that whole elevator <laughs> pitch. So I mean, here's an interesting fact: I've never been on someone else's podcast where they've asked me the question. So it's oh, a bit, cool, it's, a bit cool. of a, it's like out of my comfort zone. So no, I, suppose, I suppose the best way to describe it is like I'm a normal guy. I've got a normal day job. You know, when I left school, I went and I did the the smart thing according to my parents. Went and studied, got myself a job, and that kind of thing. Which is, and I got sucked into the sort of, sort of like uh, corporate environment. And I suppose um, I never really uh, explored my creative side. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I got into, I mean, I've done bits and pieces along the way, but um, I got into 3D printing a couple of years ago as a as a hobby. And then that turned into like a little bit of a self-sustaining hobby, a little bit of a business on the side. And uh, over the years, um, you know, when I was, when I was in, um, when I was in school, I used to read quite a lot and after school, I didn't. And then when I got try to get back into it, I found it very difficult. And uh, I found that audiobooks and podcasts worked very well for me. And then a couple of years ago, I decided, well, a couple of years ago, probably, yeah, 18 months ago, two years ago, I decided that I wanted to uh, start my own podcast. And uh, I had to think about, you know, what I was going to talk about. And uh, just in my normal sort of uh, spare time, I go and I, I ride my motorcycles, I get tattoos, and I make new friends and watch local music and that kind of stuff. And it just seemed like a natural fit to um, to be chatting 
those conversations that I'm having with those guys when I go out and socialize, bring that into the podcast. So now I've got the podcast, which is called the Bearded Friend Podcast. I originally started out and called it Nerve, the Nerve Podcast, but uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any extreme stuff like jumping off a building or doing any extreme stuff. So I thought, like, yeah, maybe maybe it's not the best uh, best uh, title for a podcast. And someone said to me, why don't you make it a little bit more about yourself, build your brand? And so I decided to um, use Bearded Fin because I was using that as my Instagram handle. Yeah, yeah and that's basically it. I mean, that's nothing nothing special, but just a normal guy, just enjoying life and uh, trying to connect with as many people as I can and having fun doing it. Yeah, well, I think I think that's exactly what, like so you said, you and you're actually cutting yourself short there by saying it's you're just a normal guy because <laughs> it's not that normal these days to follow your your pursuit or whatever you want to do. Because when I tell people, um, like I said, uh, I actually want to be a full time, do podcasting full time and do the photography and filmmaking in that full time, they look at you funny and like I said, can you make a living off that? And then they they don't understand that it's like I said, you actually want to want to just like I said, there they are people doing it for a living and if they can do it we can do it and and i think that's the that's a key thing that that people don't realize so it's not a normal thing to to follow your dreams like like i said have a podcast and do this thing and, and schedule the time to speak to people and that and see the opportunity in that yeah yeah look i think it's i think um running a podcast is not easy um mm. you know in the beginning there's quite a, a steep learning curve fortunately i've um had quite a bit of say experience but i mean i've played around with it quite a lot before um for other purposes um you know editing sound and editing video not that i'm that great at it but what i'm saying is i'm i was i was comfortable using the tools and uh i I was like okay for the first year that i'm going to do this hobby if i can call it hobby um i'm going to i'm not going to spend too much money on it because i do have a habit of going out and saying oh I want mm. to start a podcast. I need to have the best equipment and all that kind yeah. of thing. So I, uh, I made a deal with myself uh, because like getting into 3D printing when I did was quite expensive. And uh, even though it worked out per se, I mean, I, you know, I paid for my, my printers and all that kind of stuff, mm. um, you know, through the business that I was doing. Uh, it was, um, yeah, I didn't want to go and drop like 30, 35,000 Rand on podcasting equipment. And, exactly. and you know, without having a sort of like a, a sense of whether I was going to be able to sustain it, you know, mm. was I going to get into it and stay in it? And uh, what was, um, you know, you know, you know, what were the sort of ways that one could generate money out of it? And how long would it take to do that? So I was like, okay, let me let me just feel it out a bit. And fortunately, in this in this world, you can get into these things relatively easily. There's a lower barrier uh, to entry to get into podcasting because you can get decent sound from inexpensive equipment. So, exactly. you know, yeah, so that's what I did is I, I, I bought um, two lav mics that plug into my cell phone and uh, actually used two cell phones. And I was, I was, you know, going on the road, if you want to call it that, and, and, and doing mm. podcasts, going to the people themselves and, and doing podcasts with them. And the sound wasn't too bad. I had a couple of uh, instances where the sound wasn't that great, and uh, and then after a year, it was it was it was starting to um, get some traction. Uh, you know, I could see that in the metrics that it was growing organically, and uh, every month, mm. my like my downloads per episode were were, were increasing, and uh, I decided to spend some money on, on on equipment. As you can see, I've got my I've got some road mics, and I bought myself a road uh, podcaster. Uh, 
podcasting desk. So I've got two yes, two yes. mics and I've bought myself a webcam and you know I, I had an idea that I want to switch over into doing video, which I've now been like almost catapulted, not catapulted, but like um, just because of the sort of lockdown and I was basically ready to go with the video. I've decided to just start pumping out the videos because it's a lot yeah, easier yeah. now because because we're doing a lot of these conversations online. Mm. Zoom, Skype, whatever. So it's a lot easier to um, to manage and edit and all that kind of thing. Not that I edit that much, but um, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm still I'm still trying to work out how one makes this a sustainable business. Uh, at least cover one's costs and all that. But uh, and I think South Africa's a lot different to to the rest of the world. You know, the rest of the world seems to people it ramps up very quickly. Whereas in South Africa, you find that it takes I don't know three to five years before something like this starts getting traction. So if you're getting into podcasting, you like you really need to um, be in it because you enjoy doing it because you're passionate about it, rather than okay, this is this is a way for me to generate money. In the short term, well, that's exactly, my, that's yeah. my view on it. That's my view on it. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, and I do, I do. Um, I don't see other podcasts as competition. I see other mm-hmm. podcasts as uh, peers, and I like to interact with uh, a lot of other podcasts. Find out what's working for them. Looking at what they, how they're doing stuff. What works for me. You know, I don't want to copy anyone. But it's it's mm. you know you we all look at other podcasters around the world that have been successful or have online videos that explain how they started their podcast and we all look at them and say okay I like the way that guy did that um, okay I'm going to incorporate something like that into my podcast you might copy it directly um, yeah or you might you might take a different variation uh, and yeah so I think I think the thing is that every day. Every podcast episode that I put out there, I'm trying something new, looking at what the impact is, what sort of feedback do I get on it. I mean, some podcast episodes that I thought were going to do very well didn't do very well. And the ones yeah. that I least expected to do well did well. So, you know, there's 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 information in there that you can use. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm doing it because I enjoy it. Uh, I'm doing it because exactly. I have fun doing it. The whole process, like setting up the conversation you know interacting with the guy up front doing my sales pitch um having a conversation with the person editing it afterwards listening to it again publishing it um and then getting feedback on it it's it's it's, it's really is rewarding so yeah exactly yeah yeah well, like i said i i started the the podcast my podcast for the same reason because i wanted to interact with i've always been fascinated by people's origin story and where they come from and what did they do and how did they get from um for form instance from being a normal person in society to becoming this like extremely talented person in a certain aspect be it freestyle motocross be it whatever whatever's active like i said if i find it interesting i want to interact with that person and find out what makes them tick um i always use the phrase and say i want to find out what makes them funny and what makes them money because then then you can kind of get get to get to know how their brain works and it started off like i said i I was i was uh, it landed me the opportunity because um on my third episode i got ken block on the on the podcast and that's just because 
when I reached out to 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 Jim Khan, I great they thought, okay, what what um, um what do you have to offer from a media side? I said photography, and then I wouldn't mind doing interviews with these people. And I just checked the boxes of all the drivers that I wanted to interviews with, and boom, I got a just because I had the podcast, it gave me a reason to interact with one of my idols, yeah. and um. See, I think that even, even if it starts making money and I can sustain even sustain like the podcast costs from 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 just podcasting those experiences I value a lot more than anything else. I said being able to um, reach out to a person more than just oh being a fan of first off and then actually being um, uh, having a reason to chat to those those people because I get ninety percent of the people that I reach out to they get probably get thousands of of messages and emails of people wanting to interact with them and saying they're fans or whatever but now I can reach out as a media if I can put it in brackets and say hey I would like to have you on my podcast I have X amount of audience that I can give you exposure to or if you like it if you want to have that sales pitch you can do that route and just interact with them sit and then find out they're actually insane people like for instance i had this chat on uh, to jimmy hill and um he insisted he wanted to do the podcast on facetime and i said i'm i'm, I'm not sure if it's going to record i'm not sure what part's going to do and we did the whole podcast we i think we had the podcast for like 40 or 52 minutes and afterwards i called him back and I said, uh, Jimmy, <laughs> we have a problem. And he said, what? I said, none of the audio recorded. It was There was some issue, whatever. He said, okay, cool. Tomorrow I have a few beers um, to start up the morning and then uh, we can do do it again. I said, oh, <laughs> you're just, like I said, he's, he's one of the guys in, in Freeride FMX and he's just, no, okay, cool. We'll do it again tomorrow. And he's finding out like, they're so like normal people, if I can put it bluntly like that. But um, getting to your point about... Um, podcasting and that in south africa is i think when i when i saw the opportunity kind of thing is like i've always been a fan of joe rogan if you know like i said my friends they probably all get sick of me referring to to <laughs> joe and some guests that he had on and this or that or that but i um I, I wanted to do that like i said i wanted to have casual conversations with these in, in remarkable people and put them in a scenario where they, it's not a media thing where they're looking for a 10 second soundbite they're looking looking to have a meaningful conversation with these people and actually not just at the end of their life pick up a biography or autobiography of them and then read through their book but like i said while they're like in their prime if i can put it like that um interact with them find out who they are what they are and then and then get going from there yeah, absolutely. But uh, so, I mean, what's your your background in terms of of creativity and photography? Because I mean, that's that's something that I've seen that you be doing quite a lot is 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 the photography side. Well, um, okay. To to give you a bit more of a background, when I I also like I said after school, followed mom and dad's advice, went and studied and uh, got a got a few diplomas in IT. Started working in IT. I've like I said when I was in school, I thought that was going to be my all. Well, I was going to be 50, 60 years old and still be a CTO or CIO or whatever of a company. And um, that's what I saw. And then I then I started interacting with this uh, friend of mine, an old business partner or ex business partner of mine, and. Um, um, we started a company together. We started growing this company, and uh, then we said, "Okay, we need to do marketing on social media, and we need to get." But all these agencies were charging us an arm and a leg to to do marketing, and then we eventually said, "Okay, cool." I said to him, "Well, let's start a company of our own, and I'll do our own marketing. Well, we won't expand to clients. We we just run our own company's marketing and social media, and we play around and experiment with our own social media, and then we grow it." from there and then it got to a point where 
I needed to do prog prog product photography, and then it just grew from there. I said, like, so I started finding it interested in it. I took the camera along when I went to my normal motocross days or FMX events and started taking photos, and then I started reaching out to these people. And then one thing led to another where I said, okay, cool, I'm actually now getting paid jobs to do from, from all over to, to do photography work. And um, the same with the film stuff. I was always fascinated about film. I watched the film to see how they use creative ele elements to do that. And then I said, look, I wanted to create film. And then the podcast is just the expansion of that. Like I said, when I started Disruptive Intent, it was a marketing agency and it grew a photography leg and it grew the videography leg and the filmmaking leg. And now the podcasting is just another leg it can stand on as to sustain the whole idea of Disruptive Intent being a media house, if I can put it like that. Yeah. So is Disruptive a full-time thing for you or is it a, a part-time thing for you? Uh, unfortunately, not a full-time thing yet. Like I said, I still have my, my day job where um, I work for a telecoms uh, ISP in South Africa. Um, I work in business development where I sit and develop business processes and, and that. But like I said, the cool thing about my... I've always been that guy that criticized my day job, that I hated working in corporate and I hated working this. But now I've actually come to learn that... It's it's just another opportunity to get inside information from from these companies that are doing it on a on a, on a grander scale. Like I said, disruptive intent is is a business, and I need to see it as a business, and it needs to sustain itself at some point in time. Um, while yes, the photography side is fun, the podcasting is fun, but um, when one once it gets to a stage where you need to employ someone, there's HR that's involved. When there's uh, when you have to send invoices and stuff, there's a lot of financing. There's a lot of SARS once they're cut as well and now as as a business well working in business development i can interact with all those departments within within the company and see how they do it and then without having to pay the school fees and pay this and this and that to learn these things on my own i'm inside a corporate that's already got this stuff figured figured out and i can take their knowledge and then apply it to my company and use it for for you know to, to sustain my business in, in that sense no that's actually a very good point sir I've never thought of mm -hmm. it that way. Although, I mean, uh, you know, I've learned quite a lot um, from working in the corporate world, from mm -hmm. finance to HR and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very fortunate in that sense that I'm very comfortable with those kind of aspects of business. Uh, exactly. you, know, the, you know, the one thing that, 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 that I've been learning, my learning curve has been around the sort of creative thing. Okay, how do I create stuff? Um, how do I, um, you know, like for instance, on the 3D printing side, I mean, yeah. designing. I mean, I'd never done any designing before. And over yeah. the years, I've, I've people have come to me and said, hey, listen, uh, I've got this widget. Can you please uh, reverse engineer it for me? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've learned different techniques on how to do that. And then also with the podcasting, um, you know, like I said, I had done um, audio editing before, so I was comfortable with the tools, but it was like, okay, how do I create, how do I package something? Before it was just yeah. like, okay, let's just chop out the beginning and the end and some noises and do a little bit of noise cancellation and do some um, enhancing on the audio to make it sound better. Now it was yeah. like, okay, well, okay, I want to create a podcast episode. I'm sure, but I need a... I need an intro and uh, mm -hmm. okay now how do I how do I uh, you know what do I do do I you know yeah. give it a little bit of a summary about what the episode is going to be like you know people getting get bored every time they listen to the podcast they're hearing the same sort of intro how do I how do I mix it out you know so it's like those yeah. kind of things that 
that that that I'm learning at the moment. I don't know if I'm mm. getting it right, but <laughs> you know. Well, the, I think that's the that's a cool thing about this. It's like I said, you can do it the way you want to do it. It's it's not a, like I said. If I do work for for the telecoms and the ISP company that I work with, there's a, they've got a set standard to where you have to do that those things. With this, you can do it if you feel you want to do it this week. You want to do it this way. Um, then do it this way. I um, had the thing where when I started, um, I can't remember who said it because I kept on thinking. Someone asked, well, uh, look, I had Tim um, Wilman on and he asked me like where did the thing come from, the, the introduction, because I always say, okay, cool, give an elevator pitch on who you are. Yeah. And then when he said, he mentioned, so, okay, let me give my elevator pitch on the podcast, <laughs> on, the, on the episode. And I was shocked because he, he actually listened to the episodes and kept, kept uh, catched on that I kept on saying it and yeah. it became kind of something. And I I did it without even like I said I just needed a way to ask the person to kind of ex- give a little explanation about them and now it's kind of become a thing where I just do it and I did it like I said with every podcast that I do <laughs> and um, it's not because I've and I think that's the thing about well, like I said, getting back to being um, how to do is, is I think you need to surround yourself with the content that you consume influences you in that way. I think that's like say if I if I enjoyed Joe Rogan's podcast and I listen to his podcast and I, you can get kind of influenced about how he does his things and how he does it. And as soon as you start watching something else, then it influences you in that sense and scenario because I've just. Like even with the movies that I watch lately, I've watched uh, a, a lot of rom-coms with with my girlfriend and um, watched well, on my own. Like I said this morning, I watched the the Joker movie and yeah. um, I was sitting there and I looked at it from a different side because that's a whole sad part and it's dark and gloomy and it's it's a bit of sadistic. But then that influences me and like I said, I'm I'm busy designing a, a helmet for 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 myself and I saw how kind of this whole watching these dark and gloomy and whatever movies influenced my design in the in the in that sense and then the the exact opposite when i was um, i was at her place the, the last week we watched rom-coms and funny stuff and sitcoms and this and this and that and that that short bit haha moments of how a sitcom is shot and how rom-coms are and the the quick punchlines and little trying to be funny and cheesy and whatever that also kind of influenced my writing when I started wanting to write a script for new ideas that I have because I had a little journal where I've got up any idea I just jot down the idea and I saw how that influences like I said the content that I consumed the, the content that I put out basically. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's actually interesting because I mean, you mm. mentioned Joe Rogan, and um, I think the one thing that I've learned from Joe Rogan, I, I must admit, I haven't watched all of your stuff. Uh, you know, I've watched mm. mainly the guests that I'm interested in, like yeah. um, Sam Harris and uh, and um, you know the guys from Metallica and you know whoever it might be. But one thing yeah. I learned from Joe Rogan's is that I mean, some of his episodes are two hours long. Mm. And what it made me realize is that there is a, a, a market for people that are interested in listening to long-form conversations. Whereas exactly. like in this world where you've got TikTok, Instagram, things are 10 seconds, some things are 15 seconds, and they've got these maximums of a minute or whatever. Uh, you like you almost get the feeling that, okay, a long-form podcast is not going to appeal to people whereas whereas it actually yeah. does uh, appeal to people so that that was one thing mm. that changed my mind a little bit about doing a podcast where there is no time limit mm, it just exactly, turns out that yeah. most of my most of my conversations are between 45 minutes and an hour and a half 
mm-hmm. mean, but I have had some conversations that have gone for, on for two hours. And exactly. uh, yeah, in some cases, I've made them into two parts. Other cases, I've just left them as they are, an hour and 55 mm. minutes, whatever it was. And others, I've edited down because we might have started talking about something that I wasn't, you know, there wasn't really um, like the purpose of the conversation. Like, um, you know, I chatted to a guy by the name of uh, Brent Spilken, uh, Spilly. He's a, a business coach, that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought him on to the podcast because I wanted to talk about that and he's got a thing which is called BRAP, which is like a biker's be- uh, business and breakfast that he had run yes, last yes. year and he's he's running it again this year. Well, except for the COVID-19 issue. But, um, <sighs> you know, I, I brought him onto the podcast to talk about that, but we landed up mm. having a conversation about social media and, um, you know, is Google listening to us? And we went into this like sort of tech conversation and you know the privacy of information and all that kind of it was a very very interesting conversation but it wasn't really the you know the the the, the theme of the podcast so what i did is we still had our business bikers breakfast conversation and i just made yes, yes. the 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 social media conversation i made that as bonus material um for that oh, episode. Okay. yeah so you know and it was so funny because the bonus material got more got more downloads than the than the main episode which is which is interesting because you know like mm. you sometimes wonder if the subjects that you're talking about are, are interesting to people and mm. uh you know i have put out a couple of things on instagram asking people okay you know you know of the of my podcast theme because i specifically said it's motorcycles, tattoos, and craft. And the thing with craft is I can put quite a lot under craft, but at least mm. people know that there's a creative side to the conversation, whether it's local music, whether it's fashion, whether it's us talking about podcasting. You know, there is a, exactly. there is a, a conversation. I, another conversation I had was with a guy that did an internship with a podcast in uh, Australia. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it all fits under that theme. But uh, I put a couple of things out there and saying, hey, listen, which ones do you enjoy the most? And the, and the thing was that of those three subjects, I got equal amounts of feedback on them. So 30, yeah. 30-odd percent was this, the other 30% was that, and the other 30% was on the craft side. So, you know, it was, it was almost like validation that, you know, like the people that were listening were enjoying the content that was coming, or at least, you know, some of them were in, enjoying two of the subjects and Others were enjoying all three, or whatever it might be. So I think it's, exactly. it's yeah. And then the other, the other thing I wanted to say in terms of um, podcasts. When I started listening to podcasts, because I come from a sort of like a scientific background, and you know I'm also into uh, IT now. Um, I went over from chemistry to um, software development. Uh, so it's like very technical and that kind of thing. So mm. the sort of podcasts that I started listening to were very technical ones, whether it be on uh, on uh, new technologies, whether it be mobile development or whatever. And then I happened to come across a, a, a podcast that was none of that. It was just two guys having a conversation. It just happened to be a guy that was um, working for Microsoft who had a technical podcast that I was listening to who happened to mm-hmm. mention that he had another podcast. And it was called Coffee House Blunders. And um, there they were just talking about coffee, about games, about technology, about movies, about chess. Because the other guy that was in the podcast was, uh, he's one of the um, one of the co-owners of chess.com. 
and they just okay. happen to be mates and they just to stay in contact they live on you know different uh, different sides of the continents in in the US they um they were just doing it just to stay in contact as friends but then they were just putting it out as a podcast and it was exactly. when, when i heard that podcast that was when the seed was planted in my head that i could then create my own podcast and it wouldn't have to be a technical subject because that was in mm. the back of my mind i said oh sure but if i do a podcast it's got to be on something technical you know it's got to be this thing that adds significant value and yeah you know, i didn't put a value to just conversation between two people that are have the same passion whether it be motorcycles or whatever it might be yeah and exactly uh, yeah so uh, i mean just to you know just and that's where the that's where the idea or that's where the seed was planted in terms of creating a podcast yeah but, uh, that's the action i think that's a cool thing because um the more podcast you listen to and um and you consume the more that i can i basically learn both sides of the world because like i said i've been heavily influenced by joe of having just a conversation unedited just throw it out there like put my i put my intro on i put a little um like a read over because i like said recently i have a um, a sponsor of the podcast they um they like I said whatever sales i make from the from the product that's called uh, the product's called alpha cvd so i put the ad in the front i put a code in the front i put a little jingle on but i um then i listened to gareth cliff's podcast on cliff central and they've got a kind of a structure okay so he comes from the radio world and they've got a like a little structure of this is your segment this is your segment that's your segment on the podcast but I didn't want exactly that because I like the freedom and how he speaks and he doesn't censor himself and he doesn't avoid any topics and he doesn't have a specific guest that he is if he's interested in that person he'll get that person on and chat to uh, that person to find out a bit more about them but um, I don't want that little segment thing because and again to each their own but like I said I want um, like I said to value the conversation between two people and I I've, I've seen it with with my podcast where um not it's not mostly topical based but as soon as I do an Afrikaans podcast um I get a lot lot late listeners because then my audience shrinks yes. um uh, on 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 where I host my podcast it gives you an, quite an accurate um feel of where your listeners come from now I think like 60% of mine is still South Africa but then then it, there's australia and the us and then in europe and that as well but like i said obviously if i'm building this audience and like i said i'm just doing i'm not following any topical guidelines or anything I, i'm trying to stick to people that i find interesting and most of those people are in action sports or other podcasting people or business like people so that's my topics kind of but um, those are the things the audience kind of can is expecting of me and if i throw a spanner in the works and i put Afrikaans podcast out then actually you, you can physically see the downloads drop on that podcast so now i kind of say okay now yes even if i do find those people interesting um do i just leave them or oh, that's the conundrum that i'm in now do i don't i interview them because i do want to chat to them or do what like i said how do i handle the situation and and that's what i've not figured out yet um because yes my audience and i don't want to constrict myself to um because i think it's it's super brave like i said where you do we specific or not brave but 
to actually to 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 have a niche. So if someone searches on on Apple's podcast for uh, a biker podcast or tattoo podcast, they'll find yours. But mine, I don't have that niche or keywords to search about. Mine is more social commentary, if I can put it in that sense, because that's the that's the um, category that I put it on Apple Music. It's social. Um, uh, issues and social commentary and social this because that's what I chat about and sure. um, I think but don't you think it's limiting to to put your because now you catering your guest or, or like choosing your guest upon those those um, those topics instead of just having the free reign of having on whoever you want to so um, I think yeah so for me it was uh, I'm, I'm I'm quite comfortable having subjects mm. Uh, uh, set subjects for my podcast. Yes, uh, yes. I I was like, if I want to have another podcast, I mean, if mm. I want to bring another subject into it, I just create another podcast. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's the other thing. I was I was thinking of of actually starting an just an Afrikaans podcast and having Afrikaans guests because like I said, um, I come from my mom's Afrikaans, my dad was English, and so I have both. I can I'm articulate myself in both, but. Then I started thinking, it's like, is it really the niche that I want to go? Is that is that the conversation that I want to have? Is is that is it worth the admin to get a podcast like that? And now because now I'm running two podcasts, yeah. and I have to find Afrikaans guests that I have to kind of build a schedule around that, and I have to manage this podcast. Um, so I, I'm I'm avoiding it just because of the of the admin of of having another podcast. So that's yeah. I think that's why I kind of keep this open, and not having specifically topically based uh, because I have this question often where where um, like the people that I that I send an invite to, um, they ask me what is the topic, what is the do they have to reverse do you have to i said no 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 i just want your honest opinion honest answers um i won't ask if there's any topics that you want me to avoid i'm open to that i don't i don't want to have my guests uncomfortable and kind of interrogate them on the podcast if there's a it's like they have a dodgy past or something that happened in their past that i don't want to reference but um, I think when you don't restrict it to a certain, or well, from my experience, when you don't restrict it, like, uh, for instance, when I spoke to Tim Mulman, he started speaking about his family life and um, his interest in wedding photography was because of um, stuff that he experienced in his family. And like I said, if he, like I said, I'm not doing the story justice here, but... Um, so he got into a way different subject instead of, okay, he's a photographer. I wanted to talk, chat to him about photography. So he's, he got this whole route and I kind of figured out where he came from the Isle of Man and his family and his wife and they came back to South Africa and how he just had to do it and this and this and that. And yes, we got a bit, a little bit of technical about what camera he uses, what lenses he uses and stuff like that. But that was on the download. That was like, five percent of the podcast the rest is just about him and how he became tim Mulman the photographer instead of um like what camera do you use what iso settings do you use or what do you what this do you prefer or that do you prefer getting too um too technical for for that podcast yeah yeah look i mean uh, yeah it's i don't think there is a, a an answer to the question about how, yeah, how, definitely. How, how do you how do you uh, put your podcast out there? I think in mm. the way that um, you know the way I looked at it was um, I'm gonna have you know the Betterfriend podcast for me was the conversations that I would be having with the people that I was socializing with or that I was connecting mm. with because you know you uh, riding motorcycles you meet all these new people 
Exactly. Um, yeah. Going to local music, you're meeting all these people, having these conversations, and they're generally around or linked to those subjects. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, look, true. I mean, I've got a so like I've started a, a thing called Weekend Crack. I mean, you tuned in the other day. It's mm -hmm. just uh, two of my mates and I just talking shits on a Saturday morning for now. <laughs> so I had this idea about Weekend Crack um, about three or four months ago, and I wanted to get my video set up. Um, to a point where the quality was relatively good. I mean, I can't afford to go and spend thirty grand on a decent camera, so I'm I'm winging it now with with low cost mm. stuff. But it's it's yeah. you know the quality is good enough now for me. And uh, I had this idea and uh, to 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 um, to transform into that or to launch that. I I wanted to have my podcast studio set up. Which um, mm. when you were chatting the other day, I said to you, it's almost done. It's like ninety percent done, but it got yeah. a little bit uh, curtailed by by this whole lockdown. So it's mm. not one hundred percent finished. So I haven't moved in there yet. But once that's up 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 and running, I had I had wanted to launch this weekend crack. And the whole idea with the weekend crack is the kind of guys that I would have a conversation with. Let's say, for instance, you know Joe Fleming with Bonafide mm. Bonafide Moto or some yeah. of the local music artists or whatever. If I do a podcast with them, sometimes it might be two weeks before, two or three weeks before I publish that that uh, conversation, and they exactly, might have something yeah. that they want to announce. They've got a bike ride coming mm. up. They've got uh, mm. uh, 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 album launching. They've got some gigs coming up. So you know, in terms of timing, I can't offer them something that's okay. It's going to be published tomorrow. So that gig that mm. you're playing next week or the weekend after. People will will have some forewarning about it, you know. The yeah. episode might only come out after they've played the gig, kind of thing. So what I said, exactly. so what I decided was I would I'd create this thing called Weekend Crack, which is a live show on a Saturday morning. Where at the mm -hmm. moment, well, I was actually going to make it uh, in, in the afternoon at three o'clock, but it's actually it's actually at ten o'clock on a Saturday, uh, on a Saturday morning now because of the COVID thing. But um, so the idea would be that those guys would be able to either phone in or come into the studio. And have a ten minutes or a fifteen minute slot in the hour, and announce whatever they want to announce. They might. It might even be a a uh, you know they planning a bike ride. People you know um, applications or, or, or booking is open for that for that ride, and they can come and yeah. announce it uh, or whatever it might be. Or it, it could even be they've done a trip, and. You want, you know, you want them to come and give a, a, a lowdown. Maybe it's a new trip, and they want to, you know, give give like sort of like an after action review on that yeah. trip or whatever it might be. So, so that was the idea with that thing. So that's why I say, uh, you know, the thing is that, you know, now that I've got the process flow, the workflow down to down to a fine art, and I put that in inverted mm. commas because one's <laughs> always learning. But to spin up something new is for me is relatively easy. I mean, I'm exactly. talking to another friend of mine, who who was a um, he would a he was a Buddhist monk. He was in a, a in a monastery for ten years, and yeah. we're busy talking about putting together a meditation podcast, and that would be a totally uh, separate cool. podcast. And we would mm -hmm. be specifically talking only about about meditation, and it might not yeah. be an ongoing thing. It might just be a six or ten episode series that yes, you do. Yes. And then I move on to something else. So I think for me, it's more, uh, for me, it's about the agility and the fact that I've got, 
I've got the platform that I can I can just pivot, I can spin up something new and maybe take some of my current audience with me. And if yes. it's not something that they're into, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, some will come, others don't. I pick up some new people on the other side there. And um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's, it's um, I suppose it's what people are comfortable with. What, uh, you know, just for me, it's like, okay, this is what, this is how I operate. I, um, I start new hobbies all the time. So starting yeah. a new podcast is not daunting for me because, uh, yeah. Mm. It's you know let's yeah, it's let's give it a crack <laughs> and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't you know I, I move on uh, fail fast mm. is the is the is the right way to put it um, mm. <clears throat> yeah but I mean you know I've you know I had a look at uh, all your all your guests that you've had and I mean there's definitely a theme there I mean there's some there's some outliers but uh, on the motoring yeah. and, and the and the and the MX uh, FMX side and all that kind of stuff you you've chatted quite to quite a few of those guys. As well as I see on the photography side as well, also the kind of photography that you enjoy doing, from what I can gather. Yeah, I would say that's. I think I think that's the kind of the the theme that I'm going with is whatever I'm interested in that moment. Like at the moment, um, I said, uh, well, not in a moment. I've been a FMX and MX fan my whole life, and um, now. Like I said, that, that's that's I think that's my my little uh, cheat code that I'm using now is to chat to these people. Like I said, I've reached out to so many of these guys, and it's all a hit and miss with with ninety percent of them. Um, like I said, for instance, I actually got a reply from Ken Roxon's agent. Um, I don't know if you know Ken Roxon. He rides it's in the in the Supercross, and his agent replied to me and said, "Well, sorry, at this moment he's not taking interviews, but after this and this and this, when he's in his down season, he'll be able to." T-. And I said, I'm, "I was shocked. I was like, I'm an." Uh, technically well not technically but I, i'm a nobody in this world i'm yeah. not a big reporter or um, this and this and that but i got a reply from these people and i think that's the cool thing because i because i'm such a fan of these people and in action sports like um i reached out to another guy in uh, in the u.s a, a guy that rides bmx and we had a ch- we actually met at ultimate x and we kept in contact and um, i've always said to him i want him on the podcast but he's been touring and this and this and now with lockdown i reached out again and he said no definitely he's um he's, he's not busy he's just kept on practicing or whatever so I think it's kind of my what I'm interested in and the people that I'm interested in. There is a definitely a pattern to that, but I, 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 f- I feel too afraid to box it into just an action sports podcast because when I feel I want to have someone like Tim Willman on, yes, he is a skater himself as well, but if I want to speak to him, I, I want to speak to him. If I want to interact with you and chat to you about podcasting, I don't want it to be, um, uh, yeah, but he's not, he doesn't fit the category, so yeah, now sure. we have to start a whole new podcast sure, or yeah. something like that. So I think you, that's 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 on my side that I, I I don't want to limit myself to to that and having the ability to now getting a good um, subscriber base and listeners and downloads on this and then uh, but I want to go into this field and then start a whole new um, whole new segment um, a whole new podcast and start a Facebook and social media and whatever whatever on on with a brand new podcast so Absolutely, uh, yeah. that's why I try to keep it to whoever and whatever I'm interested in at the time that's the person that you're going to hear on disruptive intent and if I see a certain was I think like podcast like that we having now has gotten the the guys that actually have the most downloads like my most downloaded podcast is a guy that I did with Brady from the US he's a he's a normal guy that's on 
Instagram. I started following him because I like his brand called Go Fast and Don't Die. Yeah, I saw and, that. Um, I, reached, I reached out to him and I said I want him on the podcast and I chatted to him and that's still to, the, to this day my most downloaded podcast. Not um, Ken Block, not Jimmy Hill, not anyone else. It's between him and um, the podcast I had with um, Joan Monique from Bonafide. Yeah. I did a podcast with him and like I said, those are my two most downloaded podcasts and that's not topical based. Those are not people that everyone in the world knows. Um, that's just a straight up conversation between, well, three people or two people and the, those are the ones that are doing good and I think that's to your point again about people wanting long form conversations. Yeah, I think uh, it's like you know, I have um, so I don't, I don't know what other podcasts you listen to. I mean, you've spoken about Joe Rogan and all that. So, um, yeah. you know, some of the podcasts that I listen to, um, you know, the one is Sam Harris, which is he's I don't know if you know Sam Harris. He's a neuroscientist, um, but he talks yeah, about yeah. anything from meditation to drugs to politics and all that kind of stuff. And I don't listen to every yeah. episode, but I, like I choose the episodes that I listen to. Because I see, okay, yeah. there's an interesting conversation. I go and I pull in and I listen to that. Uh, mm. Another podcast that I, I listen to is a, like an entrepreneurial podcast where the guys interviewing guys that have started businesses, successful businesses and all that kind of stuff, which I find mm-hmm. very interesting uh, to listen to to find out how guys have, have, have become successful. And then there's another yeah. podcast that I listen to, which is probably the one that I listen to the most. And they're doing a podcast. Yeah. And we're doing it every day. Before the lockdown, and now that okay. they're doing the lockdown, they're doing it twice a day, except Jeez, for okay. except for the weekend. So yeah. I'm looking at those guys and saying, okay, what are those guys d- doing right that's getting them the traction? And the thing is, is mm-hmm. they are not talking about anything in particular. It's just a conf- conversational podcast. It's two main guys. They've got two, two guys that are helping them, two producers that interact in the show at the sa- uh, as well. And um, yes, yes. it's called the Daily Talk Show, the Australian guys. And like, like for me, I'm like amazed. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they find the stuff to talk about twice a day? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like so. I'm like, I'm like marvelled by this. Mm, so exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think I don't think there is a, a like a, a, a what's it? The silver bullet for podcasts. I think mm, it's, it's you know, like, I mean, you can look at it two ways. Is it like, do you want to have a million followers? And there's just like, you know, like, you know, the people come and go. Or do you yeah. want to rather have a small uh, audience of, let's say, a thousand people. But yeah. at least 60% of those people are listening all the time. I don't know. I don't know what the answer mm. is to that. And I mean... Yeah. It's really difficult to get stats on, 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 you know, like YouTube, you can go and check. Okay, this guy's got so many subscribers. They're getting so many views per, per episode. Okay, you can, you can make a deduction there. Same thing with Instagram. Yeah. Person's got 20,000 followers, but they, they make a post, they get 200 likes. Uh, okay, what's, yeah. the, what's the story there? Um, podcasting yeah. is a lot more difficult to try and work out what's going on with you know what people are really interested in or that kind of thing so um yeah i i, I do and that and that's why I, I don't concern myself too much with the metrics the kind of metrics that mm. i'm looking at is okay how many how many downloads am i getting on average per episode yeah over the duration of the podcast and as long as that's growing i'm happy 
Yeah, no, same, yeah. Like I said, that's the cool thing about Buzzsprout is it gives you, okay, a per, per, per episode download, um, it gives you, like, the last seven days, lot eight days. And what I've recently started seeing is people finding my podcast now and going and listening to old episodes and not waiting for new ones. They're going back to the third and second episode and listening to those episodes. But so so getting to that that um building the audience but i think that's the the only two metrics that i'm always concerned about is in the last seven days um how many downloads that i get and then my subscriber because buzzsprout is a cool feature where they don't have a subscriber base because it's so many it's better on so many platforms yeah. um it gives you a listener number so it gives you a person of um let's say on spotify because my two main platforms i for always focus on is spotify and apple podcast i get yes. like i said all my downloads from that i might get one percent from google cost and stuff like that where someone finds my podcast there but um yeah but it's like i said it's I don't know, just uh, does the med- I don't concern myself too, even with my photography side. I, I was always concerned about my followers and concerned about the, how many likes I get, how many views I get. Now, it's just the thing about doing it and having fun and building that and then slowly but surely building your audience. Instead of it forcing it and focusing on, uh, I need to get a thousand views on this video. I need to get a whatever to, to, to whatever amount of followers and subs on that. And I think that's the, that's the, con- like the point that once you start too much obsessing about the metrics, then um, I think that's that's when you fall into that trap of creating content just to get views and likes and f- and listens and downloads and subscribes instead of doing it because you're having fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I say if you, yeah. if anyone's getting into podcasting, they've got mm. to understand that that's what it's about. It's it's yeah. like you're doing it because it's it's like almost like. Um, you know, like you want to wake up one day and realize that your podcast has gone viral. To exactly. Yeah. Like you don't want to be watching the kettle boil, like yeah. very, very slowly <laughs> kind of thing. If you know what I mean? Like you want to wake up one morning and say, holy shit, that episode went went uh, bananas. Or, you know, yeah. like if you're checking on the metrics every now and again, and then one day you look, hey, hang on a second, this thing has grown, mm-hmm. you know, dramatically. Yeah. Um yeah, I think uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a trap that people do fall into, and and I think that's where people fall off the wagon a bit because they get discouraged. And I mean, I get discouraged yeah. as well. I mean, every now and again, I'll be like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. yes, you know, is this really, is this really going the way I want it to go? And then yeah. and then and then I'll do a podcast with someone. I have an awesome conversation, and once I'm yeah. published, it I'll be like, ah, eh. well, you know, what was yeah. I worrying about? You know, it's all good now. Exactly. It's all good now, yeah. Mm. So out of all the guests that, that you've done, mm. who's your most favorite guest so far? Sure, favorite. It's it's like picking a favorite child almost. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really think, like I said, the, the ones that I had, one of the, because with my goal being having me, conversations is is really was the one with brady was one of my best podcasts um like having having a guy like uh like i said one of the cool podcasts that i also had was jimmy hill and 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 ken block and those guys are more in a factor of i wanted to meet them and and interact with them and that because it's a like a bucket list kind of thing because i wanted to get those podcasts but um the the podcast i had with joan monique um was was such a like I said, it's such a, it felt so emotional podcast. Like I said, all of them are kind of my, not all of them are my favorites, but the Joan Monique one was, was super cool because they, they, they got into 
how they met and how um, their relationship started and how they went from that into building a business and all that. And like I said, that was for me extremely profound to, to find out their backstory and, and that stunt. And then, um, like I said, the one with Brady, like I said, he mentioned in his Insta story and it's like we chatted about everything and we kind of solved on how this whole life thing works. And because we got into such a deep personal emotional conversation about relationships about people that you surround you with so and um the other like i said lately the one with tim tim wilman was amazing so i said i don't i can't pick a favorite it was like the, the most of them some of them are average and then the other ones are all ecstatic i'm so excited when 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 someone reaches out or accepts my 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 invites and actually wants to talk and wants to chat and i was like i'm i'm so like hyped up on on, on on interacting with those people like I said even even your like I said, this podcast I was looking forward to it because it, there's no I, I'm not going into it I want to talk about podcasting I want to talk about it like find out a bit more about you how you think and like I said your idea of podcasting like I said I, I've never actually found or like I said the, the amount of people that I can chat to about podcasting is super limited yeah. <laughs> it's like there's maybe three people in this whole, like I said that I can chat about about that has actually got a kind of an understanding Understanding about uh, podcasting. So you mentioning that if you find a new topic that um, you just create a new podcast. It's like I said, if I go into Buzzsprout, I can click create podcast and boom, there's a new one. Yeah. It kind of makes me makes me tick because um, I had this thing where I'm, I'm working with this company called BeFit. Um, they're a nutrition company and, that, and the owner wanted to create a podcast. And we recorded a few episodes, but it didn't go that, like I said, it didn't feel organic it felt felt very forced um but it was like i said he found out very very quickly that it having a weekly schedule with his normal schedule is something it's a, it's a hectic undertaking to maintain something like that um and then like i said he said okay cool once this whole COVID thing is done and he's got to set like I said, a bit of a more of a schedule toward what he wants to do then he'll start the podcast but i think that's the thing but most people everyone wants to start a blog everyone wants to start a vlog a podcast a youtube channel and then they suddenly say oh but you kind of have to run this as a business this is not a this is not a thing that you can do um, half-heartedly. Yes, it's a hobby, but it's a hobby that you have to keep on doing and being active with it. Otherwise, it's just going to fall flat on its face eventually, and you're going to have you're going to be this hearted, and then yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it's the way it's going to be, unfortunately. And if you don't maintain it and sustain it, yeah, I think uh, I think you just touched on a, a very important point with these kind of things: is that um, consistency is very important. People mm. people. Uh, especially the people that follow you um, on a, yeah. uh, consistently, they there's this sort of expectation that oh, on Friday morning at eight o'clock, yes. a new podcast is coming out. I mean, I've got a mate yeah. of mine who's in Australia, who um, who he's checking with me, even though yeah. I publish, I've been publishing on a regular basis on a on a on a Friday at eight o'clock. He was still yes, messaging yes. me on a Thursday and say, hey, dude. Is the new episode coming out tomorrow? And I'll say, yeah, of course, yeah. man. Of course it's coming out tomorrow. Okay, exactly, so I've been, yeah. a bit, I've been a bit disrupted. So I've got a bit of a confession to make. Um, mm. uh, I've been a bit disrupted by the COVID-19 thing. Not, mm. in a, not in a negative way per se. Um, yeah. I have been pushing out more episodes, but I haven't been pushing them out um, at the same time all the time. I've been pushing them yes. out on, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays if I've got the content. Uh, cool. And if I, 
other than that, it's just my normal Friday podcast. So yeah, I, have, sure. I have got into like a little bit of a disruptive sort of um, routine with the podcast. Mm. And it's really been around people's availability, people's willingness to chat. And also the, um, so I pivoted a little bit. I, I, I did say that on my podcast, I did say currently with the current situation, I'm going to pivot a little bit and I'm going to start touching base with some of my friends around the world. Yeah. Some of them who ride motorcycles, some of them who are into tattoos, some of them who are not. Um, and touching base with them and checking in with them and finding out how things are going, how COVID-19 and the lockdown and all that has has, um, has affected them. So I have yeah, gone a little bit off my topic, um, mm. but I'm still trying to keep it as, as, as close as possible. So there's my confession. Eh? I, did, yeah. I, did, I, I did abuse my position just a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm falling. I am falling back into the sort of like traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I just did a um, a conversation with um, Sabrina from Royal Enfield Tours <coughs> down in Cape Town. Yeah, published that last Friday, but um, yeah, I just uh, you know just I I think the message is, is that consistency is um, is 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 um, is one of the things that you have to do if you're starting a podcast, um, and the. And I suppose more content is not a problem. Less content is going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you that's want definitely to one of the things where what, what I've been guilty of is not sticking to any form of schedule on this podcast. So I said, I uh, reach out to people like now. Um, th that's a weird thing. This weekend, I said, okay, cool. I'm going to start reaching out to people and start booking or uh, confirming times. Now I have th this podcast we're recording now. Tomorrow afternoon, I've got another one. Wednesday, and I've got one that's in the black mist. I'm just waiting for, for, for this person to get back. So now I have four podcasts scheduled in within a week's time um, which is never a bad thing so like I said I'm super grateful that these people are agreeing to chat and being on the podcast and that but then um, sticking to having content now putting a weekly episode out is um it's good because that covers me for the next four weeks. Yes. So I'm slowly but surely trying to build a weekly schedule where, yes, okay, now I'm being flooded with podcasts, but keeping them, editing them, getting them sorted, giving everything right, and then releasing them on specific dates yeah, yeah. instead of having them like smash them all in one week, uh, put them out and uh, like flood the uh, flood everyone with content and then being quiet for like next two, three, four weeks yeah. again. And then instead of having that, because that's the thing that I think the only thing that I would have to currently work on because at the moment, moment i'm i'm happy with the quality of my podcast um i do want to upgrade to like a more studio setup and that but i enjoy the the way that i have the podcast now because um when like i said when i did the the podcast with the jungle rush guys i had my laptop my mic um and i said like i said i set the mic between me and and, and Dallin and scotty and, and mike and them and we just had a conversation at the, some point we didn't even realize that the mic was there and the, the laptop was there anymore but it was just a conversation but i do want the whole uh studio set up and have a environment where when when i get into that podcast the studio that's where this podcast happens and that's yeah. where recording happens and it's a soundproof room and it's got sound deadening and all that in it but like i said at the moment i just want to keep it as, as as it is now and run it from there and then like i said slowly but surely building the audience to a space where I can invest more of my resources in in in, in the podcast and and build or something like that. With me wanting disruptive intent to become a media house. I, I spoke to my girlfriend over the over the weekend. I said, 
I want a space where I can do podcast recording and audio recording at a high quality with like good quality equipment and have a studio photography section in that same place where um, I can do studio product photography, whatever I need to. And then even to go as far as setting up a green screen and being able to record video and film video in that type of environment, having place where I can rig lights on the roof and, and stuff like that. So build towards a setup like that and a, and a, and a space like that. And said, so I think the podcast, having all these legs slowly but surely building up now where I'm using my website and Instagram for my photos and then eventually building up to a bigger, a bigger setup of having a studio. And actually, because the one podcast that I listen to is called um, um, Two Bears, One Cave. they two comedians, uh, Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer. They each have their own podcast. But what I started when I started researching and, and reading up about Tom, he's got a podcast studio in LA where um, he's got more than one stage setups. So let's say, for instance, their Two Bears, One Cave podcast, they've got a set that's got the mics and a table and a background and it's lit well and there's a seat for the producer and then they've got another podcast called um, Your Mama's House where it's him, his wife and a guest and whoever guest and they've got a more loungy effect so he's got this studio space and every corner, basically, of this whole studio is set up in a different scene. So, for instance, their podcast is more of a lounge effect. They're sitting on lounge chairs. They're more couch vibe, where the, the two bears, one cave is basically a table with two comfy chairs and mics. That's it. And they've got a screen in the middle where they don't actually use it. They just put the, the logo of the podcast on there, and that's it. But they've got so much. And people, other, other podcasters come there, and they basically rent an hour of their studio space to come and record their podcast in that studio space which i think is is actually a way to make a sustainable business out of it in in the long run like i said now yes it's a, me with my laptop and a, and a, and a mic and, a, and a sitting here chatting with with my normal headphones on but i think having the podcast studio would be uh, a way of yes yeah cool you can you can i can come and record my hour and a half podcast with my guest but then also there is still let's say 10 hours of the day left where that podcast can start paying for itself and, and sustaining itself and, and be seeing the more business businessy side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that was my idea with my, my podcast studio as well, is that, uh, that I would make it available to other people to use and I can help them. So if someone wants mm -hmm. to start a podcast, they don't want to spend yeah. the money on the equipment. They also want someone that can guide them in terms of the production um, how to package it, where to host yeah. it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that, that thing would be available as well for, for people to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I yeah. So I, I've, I don't know about you, but I've noticed there are a couple of podcast studios that have popped up recently here in Johannesburg. Um, there's one in, in Melville and mm -hmm. I see there's another, well, there are actually two in Melville now. Uh, okay. Guys, guys have set up podcast studios. Yeah, so I was actually yeah. looking. I was actually looking at using those to record my podcast because I wanted to take my sound to the next level. So yes, yes. Take the quality, um, and it just wasn't going to work for me because um, the kind of people that I'm I'm having conversations with, um, you know, it's not like I can book them so like every Saturday at ten o'clock. Um, exactly. I needed that flexibility. So 
That's why mm. I was going to do the podcast studio. So, but now I was like, you know, I had a thought the other day. I was like, oh, sure. But, you know, with this sort of social distancing thing and who knows how long it's going to last. I mean, when, exactly, are, people, yeah. when are people going to be comfortable to come and sit in a studio on top of one another mm. having a having a, a face-to-face yeah. conversation? Because all of a sudden we're very happy to be having a Zoom call or a Skype call, having a conversation. Exactly, where, yeah. Whereas before I was, I was trying to avoid you know, doing doing podcast interviews that way. I like to do them face to face because I just felt that there was this sort of like Yeah. You know, especially with people that have never done a podcast before or done an interview and you yeah. put a microphone in front mm. of them. You know, all of a sudden or they like on on a video thing like this, all of a sudden they become a little bit self conscious. And uh, Exactly. You know, having a face to face conversation, you, you know, you can you can you know, create a, like a relaxing atmosphere and get them all comfortable, and you know they don't even realize that you've actually started the conversation. And, uh, exactly, you know, and, if, and, uh, and you know, and this has happened a couple of times with some of the um, conversations that I had with people that have never done something like this before. Is that mm-hmm. you know, I just start having a, a, a relaxed conversation with them or whatever, and I set up everything and I start recording, and we're still having a conversation. And ten minutes into the conversation, they go, "Oh, have we started?" And I was saying, yeah. hey, we've been talking for 15 minutes already. Yeah, we, you know, we like, you know, we, you know, we're on the game already. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I think that is for me. That's a bit of the unfortunate thing about doing things via video now, is that yeah. uh, you know I have I don't have the ability to make people feel comfortable, but uh, you know I'll just hone that skill over video now. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the one of the things where I um, thought of expanding into is the Skype and Zoom calls because I um, the guests that I wanted to have on are all international, and I'm not going to let like I said wait until one day um, one of them arrive in South Africa and um, and come over here and then hopefully have five minutes to chat to them. Um, except I so I kind of embraced the whole Skype and Zoom Zoom kind of vibe, and then. I kind of felt even even with 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 our podcast now, like I said, you get to a point where it doesn't feel like it's a Zoom call anymore or a Skype call anymore. It just feels like a chat between yeah. And yes, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I felt kind of the opposite where uh, when I'm w- like face to face with someone, they they kind of like like always on edge, always on guard, always like n- not relaxed. And um, some of the guys even said, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but they wanted to redo the podcast. Just because now they they're comfortable chatting and and they and they stopped staring at the microphone and and started just having a conversation and know that it's doing its job it'll pick up the sound and you don't have to worry about it you're talking loud enough if you don't we can always up it later and and post but yeah so I think I think the the Skype and Zoom calls um now people have become a lot more comfortable just sitting and chatting over over like staring into their laptops and having a chat yeah absolutely. I- yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So look, I mean, and that's why I say, you know, this the, this kind of thing, you know, when you when you when you're exploring it, you, you can't limit yourself and say, I'm not doing that. You know, mm-hmm. by 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 us being locked down, it's made me realize that doing this kind of um, format is not as is not that bad. And it just exactly. like you say, it opens you up to having conversations with people that are outside the country or even in the country, but in Cape Town. You know, so, mm. I mean, like the conversation I had with Sabrina, the plan was that I was going to go down to Cape Town. Um, I had I'd set up about five podcast interviews and I was going to fly down to Cape Town, go visit some family, 
go do some bike rides and I was going to do five podcast conversation recordings while I was there. And, yes, um, yes. Unfortunately, that, that was, um, I had to put that on the back burner because I, I couldn't fly down to Cape Town for obvious reasons. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just said to Sabrina, come, let's just do it over Skype and, you know, because I really want to have the conversation with you. So, um, yeah, so I think it's a positive thing in that way. It's it's like I've found a way to set it up that I'm comfortable and the quality is great for my, mm. you, know, f- you know, to my level. And, uh, yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I suppose you have to be flexible in these kind of things as well. And yeah. also, um, you, know, you know, taking, like you say, taking into account your guests that you're going to have on, and, and and how they feel about having a microphone stuck in their face versus yeah. having a, a video conversation like this. So, yeah, I, I I suppose one has to be flexible in these kind of things. Yeah, I think I think as soon as you like I said, I think again with the topic side, it's like having having those limits of only doing it in certain set way. Um, like I said, you like I said, I myself had to had to learn how to schedule it, and the one thing. That I, that I struggled with, but um, yeah. just had to get used to is having um, the time time differences. Because um, the one podcast I did, I think, what was it? Um, what was that? But anyway, the like said the time uh, Taylor Taylor she like she the, the podcast was in the afternoon, and with the time zone difference, it was one a.m. here. So I had to figure out like I have to be awake at one a.m. Um, now it's South African time because like I said for her it was six a.m. or six p.m. in the afternoon. So we had to like figure out our schedules because when we started chatting and I wanted to get her to a podcast, um, she was in Los Angeles, so it was an eight-hour difference. She was going to be in the like a morning a thing and. It'll be in the afternoon, and then she had a race that she had to um, fly to another 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 uh, district or county or whatever the America, and then a time zone change. Then, like I said, we still had to say time, but like I said, with the time zone difference, it was a bit like a bit hectic. But luckily, like I said, I think that's the the other flexibility of having. Um, Having it, I think that's the other thing that I, when I extend my invite to these people, I say to them, we can schedule it at a time or whatever that's comfortable for them with the whole Skype thing. So if they feel after a hectic day of training and doing this and this and that, they've got on a half an hour after the day when they get home, they can quickly sit around the laptop and we can have a chat where um, it's not a formal thing. It's a casual chat between two people having a conversation and chatting about whatever comes up on, on that side. And then I said, I tell them up front, it's, I'm not going to edit out. Obviously, if they come to me and say, yes, can you please edit? Like I said, my sponsors won't be happy if I say fuck on the podcast. Um, I'll edit it out for them. But um, I, I'm not too much into editing because as soon as I think I feel like you lose authenticity when you start editing conversations out. Like I said, it's it's super cool what you did and made bonus content with that because you still edit the, the content and, and split it up into having, instead of having a three-hour podcast, having two one hour and a half podcasts but um yeah i think i think that's the yeah, yeah that's I, the gist of it on this side yeah yeah I've, look i agree with you on the editing thing i've i've tried to not edit um content out uh mm. I, I have been asked once to edit a section out um mm. because there was a bit of a conflict um, and I was happy to do that. I don't. I don't have an issue with that. But like yes, you say, yes. is that you want it. To, you don't want it to sound like it's 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 been um, overproduced. Is probably the right yeah. way to put it. Uh, exactly. You want it yeah. To be 
as if you just happen to be a fly on the wall of a conversation of two people talking about the same, you know, some sort yeah. of passion that they have. Yeah. So, I mean, have you, with the conversations you had with the guys that, have, let's say, for instance, the photographers, um, mm-hmm. have you have you learned anything from those guys? I mean, uh, I mean, other than the podcast conversation that you had, I mean, did you were like you, you know, swapping stories or or, or tips and tricks and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, in a sense, like I said, that's that's a key part of what I try to focus on is, is yes, you can go onto the internet and, I, well, I can text Tim Mulman and, or, or Marku or Jono or any of those photographers that I've had on and, and um, Jimmy, uh, Larry Page that I had on and I can go and ask them, hey, what settings do you shoot at? And they can tell me exactly what gear and whatever they shoot with. But what I try to focus on was get uh, figure out how they see the world um in in that if i can if i can put it that like so with with photography it's a very personal thing on every person has a certain way how they film like said, for instance if i uh, like i said now i've been obsessed with well, filmmakers the last time if you watch a uh, martin scorsese film you know it's going to be gory and it's going to be blood in it if you might uh, watch uh, what's uh, michael bay michael bay film you know it's going to be transformers and moving and fly high flying actions and cars and shit going everywhere so the, everyone has got their their way how they see the world and i think that's what i try to get from these people is like i said when when i got into tim about how why he likes wedding photography because i said to him as a photographer i don't want to shoot for weddings i yeah hate the concept i don't want to deal with bridezilla um like i said i don't i don't want to involve myself in that aspect but he sees the the family and the love and the connection and that little aunt that has the funny laugh and he becomes immersed into that environment and then he tries to capture the emotion in that sense and then we you get a guy like um larry page that's uh that's uh, a super uh, larry page um larry chen Larry Chen, there we go. Sorry, I'm keeping Google. Um, I read an article about Larry Page on Google the other, uh, just now before we started the podcast. But uh, Larry Chen, um, he wants to show through his photography um, how he, when he sees a car, he wants to, that feeling he gets, he wants to kind of share that in his photography. And then he tries to capture it from that sense. And he tries to share that. And I think. That's uh, th- I think that's way more valuable than finding out what gear he shoots with and what preferred uh, lenses he prefers and whatever on that sense. So I think that's the the essence that I want to try and get out of. Um, what is their motivation basically behind doing it? And I'm I'm still waiting for the podcast. Well, um, I think I might have had one um, prior that uh, where you kind of speak to someone, you can see that the motion, va- the motivation behind doing what they're doing is not true. When you can kind of like said, oh, I called your bullshit on this, and then I think that's the uh, and I'm I'm kind of afraid of having those podcasts because. The, the the guys that I, that I look up to, I don't want to find out. Let, let's say I meet this insane. Let's say I interview I interview Ken Roxon and I find out he's a super douchebag and his uh, his motivation for riding bike is solely to make money. And or, I'm not saying that he is, but imagine I find that out. How disappointing yeah. that's going to be, and how is that going to affect my 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 uh, motion going forward and editing that podcast and and that view on him? But except, luckily, I haven't found anyone yet that I can say okay, I called the bullshit. On this this person is not doing it for the right reasons but i think that's all up to guest selection and kind of knowing the person through his social media beforehand and then having 
not preempt questions because I hate like planning what questions I'm going to ask preemptly. But I think if you kind of follow the person and have been a fan and have interacted with this person and commented on their stuff and and kind of followed their lifestyle, you kind of can can call the the bull before beforehand and not having find that out on a podcast be sitting now with a person and find out oh this person's got nothing to say and he's probably got some amazing media manager managing his social media for him yeah 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 no, fair enough fair enough yeah i must admit i mean i suppose i do choose my the people that i have on the on the podcast because i'm interested mm. i'm interested mm. to know about them so yes, i hope yes. that the people that are listening are also interested in them and like you yeah. say, I mean, I suppose you wouldn't want to have someone on your podcast that you don't feel it with. You know, in other mm. words, you don't, you don't connect with them. Because, I mean, I suppose that kind of thing does come across in a conversation. That if you connect yeah. with someone, you know, the conversation, and like you say, you don't have to have a long list of questions to ask them. Because if you guys mm. are talking about something that you're passionate about, that yeah. the conversation just flows on its own. Uh, exactly, and, yeah. and like you say, I mean, if you're connecting with that person and everything is real about it, it's going to come across in the tone of the conversation. Whereas, Perfect, if yeah. you having an interview, and this is why I don't like to look at my podcast conversations as interviews, because mm -hmm. it's not an interview; it's two yeah. people having a conversation, and it's exactly, like, you know, like if you meet someone in the bar, right? And I mean, this has happened to me a couple of times. Like you, mm. you meet someone at the bar and they're like, oh, you know, there's something about them that you don't like. You know, your yeah. your shit detector goes off, right? <laughs> exactly. And you don't yeah. end up having a conversation with them. You have like a two-minute interaction with them while you're buying a drink at the bar. And you think, oh, okay, that was interesting. And then mm. sometimes I'll meet someone at the bar and I'll start having a conversation with them and I'll lose two hours of the evening yeah. because there I was having a conversation with this person, never met them before. And yeah. we happened to start talking about whatever, motorcycles or whatever it is. And you lose two hours. Yeah. And you know, that's the kind of conversation that I want to have is I, I mean, mm. probably one of my, one of my most enjoyable, um, podcast episodes to record was a musician who came, mm -hmm. to, who came around to my house. And he was like, oh, you know, you know, I've started doing more of these things and the guys are asking me the same questions the whole time. It's getting a bit tiring, right? So I said to him, well, this is your podcast. You can talk about anything you want. Yeah. And we just started. We just sat in my lounge, had a beer, and we just started talking about music. And mm. we spoke about like where he came from and the music and how you write songs and all that kind of stuff. And it was a genuine conversation. There were no questions that were pre-prepared. Pre and that was probably exactly, my most yeah. enjoyable one because, look, I mean, I suppose I do, I feel a bit nervous when I'm having a conversation mm. with someone, especially someone that I don't know. Yeah. Um, what is their expectation of me? Mm. You know, so it's like a two-way street. Yeah. But like if it's someone that you know, that you already know, let's say like Joe Fleming as an example, I mean, mm. you know, like when I, you know, if I, you know, when I sat down with him and, and Al and we were talking about, uh, you know, we did a, a trip down to Swaziland and while we were on the Swazi trip, I did a podcast conversation with him. I mean, I know yeah. the guys, you know, we're having a conversation. I'm just saying, hey, guys, I mean, geez, you've done 15 of these things, you know, like, how do you do it? I mean, I've been mm. on this, I've been on this trip, um, you know, I've been on 
other organized trips before, but this one is so relaxed and it, everything just moves smoothly. You know, like, how do you do it? You know, we're having a yeah. conversation. There's no like, um, you know, like I, I didn't feel nervous and they didn't feel nervous and whatever. But I mean, there are sometimes those conversations that you have with people you don't even know. Um, exactly. That's uh, sometimes you've got to break the ice a little bit. But what I'm saying mm -hmm. is my most enjoyable conversation was with a guy that came around to my spot. We broke the ice by him saying, listen, you know, he's tired of these normal questions. And I mean, that was mm -hmm. just, that just quantified my whole approach to doing a podcast conversation is that there is no, it's not an interview. We can yeah, chat about definitely. things that we both enjoy. And let's yeah. you know, let's have that conversation. Yeah. So anyway, I'm starting to exactly. I'm starting to ramble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's the that's the tendency. I think that's a good quality and and to have because like I said, you, the the the, the having like said myself, I can talk for hours. Like yeah. I said, that's the thing. You can ramble these on and 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 go on a ten tangent and whatever. And sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's when you're suited for this. When you can we can when you can talk about anything. And um, well, so interesting. Okay, now it's a, it's a question that I that just came to mind is how do you like I said, it sounds weird. How do you do kind of research, not research on the person, but how do you stay, uh, like I said, not relevant, but yeah, basically relevant to things that are happening, like to, to be able to conform to, to have those normal conversations? Because, like, what are the content that you're consuming that helps you with these conversations in that sense? So I suppose in a way, I suppose one would, would, would start with the low hanging fruit, you know, guys mm -hmm. that you, that you like, I started with the first episode that I did was with a guy that I connected with back in 2011. Mm -hmm. He's in Montreal and he, he's got a, a, a riding club called awesome players and they've got a YouTube channel. And I had started watching their YouTube channel a couple of years ago and uh, I'd interacted with him on on email before because I went to uh, Canada on business and I'd asked him a couple of questions about where I could buy automotive, uh, you know, motorcycle stuff while I was in Canada. And I mean, we had yeah. a conversation, we spoke about tires, we spoke about accessories and that kind of stuff. And so when I uh, decided to launch the podcast, I thought that my first guest conversation would be with this guy. And mm. it probably was the best one to start with because I didn't even have to ask him any questions. Because once he got going, yeah. it was like a steam train. He just never stopped. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, how much how much prep do I do? I've had a couple of conversations where I've gone there unprepared, right? Mm. Let's say, I, you know, like I had a couple of good ones where I had some questions in my head, but nothing concrete. But I had stuff to keep the conversation going. And I did a couple of conversations and I didn't even have to use those those questions. Exactly. Um, because yeah. the kind of stuff that I wanted to ask them came up in conversation anyway, without me even mm. asking. They told me the story before I even asked yeah. them. So those went well. And then I had one where I had a conversation with, with someone and uh, the moment we were having a, a nice relaxed conversation while we were setting up and once I pushed record, it felt like an interview. Mm. And then when we stopped recording, then we went back to having the relaxed conversation. And I got yeah. caught off guard because I didn't have the questions to ask mm -hmm. the guy to get the conversation going. So, yeah. So I learned a lesson there. So what I, what, you know, what I do now is I do, I do have 
you know, some five sort of general questions that I generally have, and they're not standard questions. They mm -hmm. question specifically for that person. Uh, and yeah. uh, I try not do too much research on someone beforehand. Because um, I don't want to ask the same questions and go down the same um, sort of uh, same road as other people have gone. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I, I try in my mind, I try and work out, okay, what is it that I want to get? What do I want to get out of the podcast for them? Exactly. For yeah. them, yes, so I yes, will yes. say to them because, like you say, when you when you invite someone to your podcast, they'll say, "Oh, um, what is it that you want to talk about?" And I'd be like, mm. um, "Well, I tell you what, it's your podcast episode. Mm. You talk about what you want to talk about. Okay, you've got mm. a business, you're doing tours, or you've, you know, whatever it is, you're a tattoo artist. What is it that you mm. want people to know about you? They're going to bring them." to your product, whether it's your exactly. tours, whether it's your tattoo parlor, whatever, yeah. you are, or come and watch your latest music show. You know, what is it that you want people to know about you that perhaps maybe no one's ever asked you the question? Because you know what I found yeah. is that, you know, like if someone goes for an interview on radio or whatever, they've got a 15 minute slot. They've got mm. five or 10 questions they're gonna ask that person. And the conversation is limited to those questions that those guys are going to ask them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there might be a story that the guy never gets to tell. Guy or girl never gets yeah. to tell because they never asked the question. So how yeah, do exactly. I create a platform? How do I create a, a, a moment for them to talk about something that they might never have gotten to, sp uh, to speak about because they've never been asked? Yeah. So it's that kind of exactly. thing, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't, you know, like for me, there's not a formula. I almost like feel mm. it as I go. It's almost like I go go with my gut kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, like so a lot of this, a lot of the people that I would I would have on the podcast I follow on mm. social media, and I will see bits and pieces come up there and whatever. And it's the kind of stuff that you can like connect those dots and have the conversation and lead the conversation. Yeah. But I do, I do, I do, I do have some questions just in case I get that moment where there's like a lull in the conversation. I can throw yeah. something in there and get the ball rolling again. And yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And then also just say to them, look, it's their podcast. They must tell me what they want to talk about. Yeah, so, perfect. Um, that was it. That's one of my, like I said, as a as a podcaster, one of my favorite moments is as soon as that you can see the surprise on a person's face when they have, like, when you've asked them a question they've never of the talk, they, and they tell a story they've never told before. Um, same with like I said, with all that, like I said, even like I said, when I walked out of that um, media room um, after doing my podcast with Ken Block, and I, I thought that was my first, and when he said, "That's an interesting question," or "Interesting," and I was like, and I'm I'm sitting there, it's like, okay, wait, contain yourself, just calm down, because like he's been in thousands of interviews and now he's saying to me that's on episode number three of my podcast that that's an interesting question and i think that's the the cool part is not to to try and conform to the normal media norms and normal questions of um where you were born and stupid things like i said that's why i've always uh, gotten to the point where i tell the person the, 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 the person that i'm interviewing or on, on the podcast that to tell their story of to explain what how they see themselves because one of the questions like i said i asked asked ken was um and people call him this and that and people have 
50 different explanations of what he is and what he is to them. And I asked him, what does he see himself as? Um, the awesome answer that I got the, the other day from... Um, What's this guy's name? I saw him on Instagram. He's a he rides in the Formula Drift season, and and I started checking his page out. Um, Vaughn Vaughn something Junior. But in his description in his bio, he just says he doesn't say professional drifter, whatever. He says just professional fun haver. And I thought that's such a cool because everyone calls him okay. Now he's an, a D one drift uh, champion or this and this and that. But he sees himself as a professional fun haver, and I think he has a hell of a story around that. And then instead of asking about drifting or whatever, ask him about what he calls himself instead of already having these preamp assumptions of people and then asking them kind of structured questions to prove your point and to have your questions answered and less like I said and you doing it perfectly about having those people tell their stories instead of you interpreting what their story is and asking them questions to get that story out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, dude, listen, I'm oh. gonna have to call it. Um, I've got yes, I'm yeah. kids that <laughs> I need to uh, attend to. Um, the joys of uh, being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so listen. well, to to end it to end it to end it off, then I would like um, from from my podcast if you yeah. can give, let's say, one small quote that um, like I said, you would have kind of on your headstone of advice that you would give people and not just about podcasting, but just in, in how you conduct your life, like a rule to live by, by the bearded fin. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Eh? Cause I got a couple, <laughs> I got a couple, I'm just going to choose the best one. Huh? So, um, yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, jeez. I suppose there's one that always comes to the front and that's, uh, mm. to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy. Perfect, man. And I uh, think that's, like I said, I, not I saw that on your, your headstone. I think that will be perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, well, uh, that actually comes from a guy, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Probably one of the mm -hmm. first motivational business books I ever read. And it's yeah, uh, resonated yeah. with me all these years. And I often read other business books and I just see the same kind of... Um, Things that Stephen Covey was talking about that other people have not yeah. copied, but um, mm. just continue to um, reinforce. Evolve in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think just just a final point on the leaving the legacy thing, and this is mm. one more thing I I've viewed um, when it comes to social media and creating content, and it doesn't have to mm. be professional content. Is that um, by me recording podcasts and posting stuff on YouTube and everything is that I'm leaving a legacy for my kids, for my grandkids, for them to be able to, 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 to consume in, yeah. in many years to come. I mean, the proverbial black and white photograph that my grandparents pulled out of my great-grandfather or my great-great-grandfather and to say, oh, yeah, look, yeah, he was a farmer or whatever he was. Yeah. That legacy that you would see in that photograph is now transformed into something like audiovisual content that we're creating now. Yeah. So, and that's another thing about the podcast is about you know okay you know why do you do it and being passionate about it and enjoying what I'm doing is that the realization is that I'm creating content that might only probably could be consumed by my grandkids, and mm. if that's 
the only thing that I achieve out of that, I'm okay yeah. with it. That's perfect. That's like that's the little ribbon on the present for this podcast, man. But thanks, thanks for your time. And like I said, now hour and a half into the podcast, having an awesome chat about two and yeah. like a fellow podcaster. Um, and um, like I said, I wish you the best. And hopefully, like I said, we one day we can we can all go and visit our uh, like I said each other's podcast studio Absolutely. and have a recap on this in a, in a podcast studio. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Kevin. It's been great. Awesome. Man. Cool. Well, there you have it. One podcaster to another. Go check out Kev's uh, podcast, the Disruptive uh, Disruptive Intent podcast. It's available on Apple and Spotify. He's had some really great guests, so I recommend going to have a listen to that. Uh, don't forget to rate my podcast on podcasts uh, on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Spotify and send me some feedback via Facebook or Instagram. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time. Well, there you have it. One podcaster to another. Go check Kev's podcast out, Disruptive Intent, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, don't forget to go and rate my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify and send me a message via Instagram or Facebook. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.